Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Mr. Movie Club. This is your host, Mr. Barney Barn Barn. How's everybody doing today? Six months into the lockdown, and we're all getting a little nutty, but we're surviving. At least I hope you are. Um, my guest today is Annette Suarez, and we have an interesting show. Uh, instead of talking about specific movies, or shows, we talk about underrated actors. Not unknown, but underrated actors. And um, we had a great conversation about that, and that is coming up. So uh, stick around for that. Um, what else is happening? Um, what else have I been watching? Um, I just finished watching a few days ago the new Charlie Kaufman film on Netflix called I'm thinking about ending things. And spoiler alert, because whenever I talk about movies, I always have spoilers. Um, I'm not going to do a deep dive right now, but it's a it's if you know Charlie Kaufman's work, he obviously was the writer on um, so many movies, uh, being John Malkovich, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, etc., so he's no more as a writer. He's uh, directed a couple other films. I actually haven't seen his directing work aside from this. But um, but I saw this. Um, first of all, I thought the performances were great. Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley are the two leads. It also has Tony Collette, who's amazing, and uh, David Thules. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. But... Um, you might know him from the Harry Potter movies, but he was also in a lot of Mike Lee's films when he was younger. Great actor, great British actor. Um, and Tony Collette is obviously a great Australian actress, actor. Um, and the cast was great. The script was interesting and wacky like um, Charlie Kaufman's films always are. Um, there was something about the film that like almost didn't hang together. And it, it, it's like a lot of his films, Adaptation is another one that he wrote. It 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 is as crazy as some of those films, but it also there, there there's something that didn't quite click the first time I saw it. I saw it again, and now I love it even more. And um, you know, I know I said I might spoil, but I'm probably not going to spoil. Just just if you've seen if you're familiar with his work, you know that base reality in almost all his work is is not a given. Um. I want to do an episode on sort of batshit crazy films like that one and Mother, Darren Aronofsky's uh, masterpiece, in my opinion. And uh, another film that came out a couple of years ago with uh, Nicolas Cage called Mandy. Um, I'm talking to a friend about doing something like that, sort of a, a, a crazy films uh, podcast. So maybe we'll get that going. But um, check out I'm Thinking of Ending Things because it's at the very least interesting and it'll stick with you. And again, the two Jesse's, the stars are amazing. So it's worth it just for that. Um, okay. So without further ado, here is me talking with my good friend, Annette. She's a producer. She's a friend. I've worked with her. We've hung out. 
She's a big fan of movies and shows and acting, and um, we had a great talk. So uh, here you go. Enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to Mr. Movie Club. Today in the Zoom studio, I have my good friend, Annette Suarez. Say hello, Annette. Hello, Barney. Hi, everybody. How are you? Annette is a uh, producer in the same sort of branding industry as me, and uh, we've worked together and known each other for years and years and years, and uh, we had a a socially distanced hangout recently, and uh, I think it was your idea. Um, Today's episode is going to be about underrated actors, right? Is that what we're saying? I think it was your idea, and I think it's an awesome idea. That's because you talk about movies. It always, the conversation always shifts to what have you seen? You know, now it's Netflix, but before it used to be, have you seen this movie? And then the subsequent question was, did you see it in the movie theater or online? You know, because it makes a difference. But yeah, we interrupt each other. One thing that I don't know if you've had this experience, but I thought it was a great idea when you said it to me, because to me, what the lockdown has done is made me pay attention to performances a bit more because it's less of a spectacle because we're watching, whether it's a show or a movie, we're watching it on a small screen. And to me, I find the, the pieces that are really resonating with me is when there's really good actors. I don't know if you know this. My dad was an actor. So I come and my mom kind of was an actor for a while. So I, I've always kind of like been, uh, and, and a little bit of directing I've done in our industry. I'm mostly an editor as everyone knows, but the couple times I've directed, I've, I've, I have a newfound respect for how important um, casting is. I think I said this on another podcast. I, I worked on a project once where I let somebody else do the casting for a really low budget thing. And I was like, oh, I have a friend who can play that part. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why it seems amateur. Like, if you, you know, I think there's, there's literally two things that make something seem amateurish it's bad acting and bad audio. And we're trying to get good audio here, although we're on Zoom. So, oh, okay. Well, the audio is great. Um, I don't know about the bad acting thing because in theory, good directors can really bring out a better performance. So it depends. But if an actor's terrible, you know, I, I think it depends on the size of the role. If it's a, you know, the delivery guy, obviously it doesn't really matter that much. You know, if it's like somebody with one or two lines and my dad was a, an actor and he was in a few big films, but he was kind of what they call an under five guy, you know? So, um, uh, my my brothers probably don't listen to my podcast. He he wasn't a, you know he never like got really established. He was more of a stage actor, but he was in a few. He had a few parts and things. And uh-huh. um, like he he used to say that like the actors the small that the actors that got the work for the small parts were the ones who showed up on time and knew their lines. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is a separate thing from the stars. But um, but <laughs> I, I I I don't know about your list. Um, I mean let's let's jump right into it. I'll let you go first. We. Here, I'll set it up. We were talking about it before we started recording, but we put together three. You have three or you have more than three? I can go four, you know, depending okay. on how, how right. we go on and on. We have at least three actors that we all think are kind of underrated, even though my list, they're all, I think everyone knows who they are, but I, they were underrated when I first watched them. And they were like people like- You made the list- they were underrated when you made the list last night. Yeah, they were underrated when I when I first thought of them five years ago. Um, oh, okay, but uh, so we're gonna we're, so we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna talk right. about the actor, and then we're gonna talk about where we saw them first. See if the other one knows the other ones. And um, exactly. Let well, let's see. My pool is a little more. You know, the people uh, they're famous. These people are famous. I don't yeah, know. yeah. My, my one maybe a little less famous than the other two, but yeah. It's All like, right, but if you're gonna go deep into like Jim Jarmusch. 
Jarmusch, it's going to be a problem for me. No, no, but, no. Okay. No, my, 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 they may have started in artsy fartsy little things, but they're all like big, pretty mainstream now. But, but you go first. So here we're going to start with Annette's list. Her actor, her underrated actor number one is Lisa Kudrow. Like it. And people, everyone is like, wow, well, she's not necessarily underrated because she's a, a comedy comedian, all that stuff. And then she went on after Friends <clears throat> to do the comeback, which was freaking hilarious. And then Web Therapy, which was to me, even better than the comeback because she really changed. Do you know web therapy? Did you see that one? What I it's did about? Not see it. So her name is Fiona somebody, and she's very sort of this blue blooded person. And she leaves the finance industry under dubious circumstances and becomes an online web therapist. And her method is that she she can do anything and kind of treat anyone under three minutes. So each session is only three minutes, and it's just her counseling people with ludicrous stupid advice and then she's always cutting them off saying oh sorry we have to go so she can kind of run off the clock and charge them another hundred dollars for the next three minutes but what her, was this on it was on hbo or i think it's hbo it's called web therapy i mean and ultimately it goes on obviously she's been in the business a long time she knows a lot of like other really good actors so it does have a lot of quote-unquote celebrity cameos which are kind of including the friends of friends which was kind of funny but Anyway, these are the ones that people say, oh, yeah, she was great. She's great in the comeback, and she was. She's really good in web therapy, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you look deep into her resume, she had this one movie, then this is where I was like, who knew this woman could do this? It's called The Other Woman. It's opposite Natalie Portman, which is already telling you, like, the caliber of, of the movie. And it's about <clears throat> she plays the wife of a guy who cheats on her with Natalie Portman, the guy leaves her, the husband leaves her, and he and Natalie Portman get married. All very complicated, and there's a child. They already have a child. So his, her husband goes on to have another child with Natalie Portman. Uh, and this is a spoiler, although this is, I think it's in the trailer. So Good, go and, ahead. Well, one rule uh, on Mr. Movie Club is we always spoil. So Yeah, you guys are spoilers. I, mean, I know. Like, that, if it's not like something we're specifically talking about, yeah. it's good to give a warning. We came in already spoiled. This is the big, it's in the, it's in the trailer. I, I'm not surprising anything so um natalie portman she, she is the other woman in this relationship but she ends up marrying the guy but it's complicated because uh lisa kudrow and the guy whose name i can't i don't remember um have a child who's like seven or eight you know like an age where they're all over everything do you know what i mean then you can't hide the relationship troubles and it's a little bit about the shuttling of the back and forth and how there's now this new like stepmother in the picture and Natalie Portman is the stepmother, right? But she's kind of a lost, I don't know how to explain. She, Natalie Portman's always good, so you can't, she doesn't play Natalie Portman. She's just good in this movie as the other woman. So, but what makes Lisa Kudrow so good and the story so good, and part of it is the way it's written. Um, what happens is, and this is the, I know this is such a spoiler alert, but whatever, it's in the, it's in the trailer. So, so you know it's good. Um, so we're, sorry, we're, it's in the, we're, it's in the trailer. As I said before, we're spoiler friendly. You're, you're spoiler friendly. Yeah, you're just. The movie club just, is, a, is a is a spoilers. Uh, right. Uh, a bonanza, like hashtag spoil sport. Yeah. Okay. So uh, basically, uh, Lisa Kudrow's husband leaves her, has an affair, and marries uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman becomes pregnant. They have a baby. The child dies of something. What? She's a baby. She's an infant. And so obviously she's struggling because she had this kind of 
she was having this amazing life and then something terrible happens. And Lisa Kudrow also happens to be uh, some kind of renowned, uh, she's some kind of baby doctor, like a gynecologist or something. And it's how she helps Natalie Portman. And not in a way that they become besties, but like in a very specific scene because Natalie Portman, even though they hate each other, keeps coming to visit her saying, well, what happened to my child and how is this my fault? And this is the underlying visits as opposed to most of the movie, they're at each other's throats and they're, it's like these epic battles between the two wives, you know? Is, the, is it a comedy wives. or is it, it's not, no, no, it's not a there's a dead kid. Okay. So it's, no, no, it's not a comedy. That's what I'm saying. It's not a comedy. That's why it's so good. I mean, there's even a, a there's, I was just rewatching some of it and there's, um, Natalie Portman is picking up the kid from school and Lisa Kudrow is there. And she's like, you have no longer have privileges. To, something has happened. I don't remember what they're, cause they're always fighting as happens with the other woman and the current wife. Sorry, as, as happens. So they're in the, um, you know, like in the school hallway and Natalie Portman says, but I want to pick him up. And she goes, you are no longer allowed to pick him up. I'm going to make it legal. Not going to happen. And she goes, but I'm his stepmother. And Lisa Kudrow turns around and goes, that's nothing. That's less than nothing. And you're like, whoa. You're like, what? Like, I just, it resonated so much because I thought how many women have not wanted to turn around to the, the new stepmother and the new wife or whatever and just went, that's nothing. But that's not even like the best of the best scenes. And all the great scenes are between Natalie Portman and Lisa Kudrow in the movie. And there's not, there's, there's epic battles. You know, it has that like marriage story where they're fighting or Kramer versus Kramer. It's just intense life you know but it, but yeah. but they, Lisa Kudrow plays the doctor and so it's Natalie Portman goes to her because her child has died from SIDS basically and she goes to her and she's trying to like figure out what has happened and Lisa Kudrow is the one who has to kind of keep explaining it to her and why this even though she hates her basically she hates her but she has to become her ally in a certain kind of way it's, to it's kind a of prof her professional uh it, it's like it is. isn't it it is. She has to because that's her, that's her, what do you call her, the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess she, she could just not be as. Isn't this why doctors are not supposed to like treat family? Though? I don't know, but man, the scenes in it, like, it just has, it's, it's superbly written and, and it's, and it, you know, and there's a lot of it is like Natalie Portman walking around moping and stuff. You know, there's a, there's a sort of indie feel to it in some of it. You'll recognize all the actors. And this is not, I want to say this was like, it was be, right during Friends, it was around that. It was before Natalie Portman was like a giant superstar, but she was already known. But anyway, that movie, but Lisa Kudrow in general, but that movie where I was like, why doesn't she do less comedy, more, you know, kind of, I don't know, cerebral stuff. When, just when I saw it, just the, that, that movie and those scenes, I was like, who knew? I was like, she's got, she's, she's, a, she's an actor. Well, it, it's interesting. This can dovetail uh, into my first one. Um, but first, let me say, just to, when we talked about this at the beginning, uh, assuming I recorded at the beginning, I think I did, <laughs> um, uh, is that this is not about unknown actors. This is about underrated actors. So I, I think Lisa Kudrow is a great choice. I haven't seen The Other Woman. I'm going to see it now after your, uh, your uh, awesome um, sell job. I mean, I have a feeling that's a business thing, you know, because she got famous on Friends. I'm sure it's it's hard to get her in other stuff. I'm trying to remember something else I've seen her in. Obviously, we, we mentioned uh, the comeback. Well, she, comeback. She got like, super famous in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. So it was her and another like. Was that before Friends? 
Uh, no, it was during. Friends okay. was forever. You know? So it was yeah, like yeah. in the middle, and it became she became a film actress after that. But it was a that was a an extension of the Phoebe Buffay role. But what was ironic and funny was that one was Lisa Kudrow, who's incredibly intelligent. You know, she speaks fluent French. She went to Vassar. She has a degree in like she's just a smart woman. She didn't. I don't know that she initially studied. She wasn't an actor from the get go. And then uh, Mira Sorvino, whose entire career got sidetracked because of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And that's like a pretty known thing because she was like in that Ashley Judd or that, that crew of women who totally got sidelined because they wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. I I love her. But so, so these were two, this movie, which people loved at Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, which they might've even made like a part two. And this was like my IMDb, IMDb thing that I read, but they said they nicknamed them each other smart and smarter. And that's what you get from Lisa Kudrow as an actress, whether it's, because, you know, it's hard to be funny. It's yeah. not easy. No, I mean, I think she was, let, let, let's put it this way. Not only was she the funniest, per, I think all, all the actors on, on uh, I'm not a huge Friends fan. I was more of a Seinfeld guy. Um, I, I never liked the premise of Friends. I always thought it felt very sort of ersatz. But, you know, I, I got into it like everybody did. But I always liked her the best because, A, she seemed like the smartest and she was the funniest. But I think you're right. I think smart and funny kind of go hand in yeah. hand. And yeah. if you're really smart then and and you're and you're you're brought up in the comedy thing. Um th- my last podcast was on a show called Devs. I don't know if you saw it on Hulu, which was like a sci-fi thing and it starred Nick Offerman, who I only uh, knew yeah, from, yeah. from Parks and Rec yeah. and he's hysterical. But yeah. again, he's one of these guys who's really smart. And and yeah. Devs is not there's a couple funny things in it, but it's not a comedy. It's a sci fi, like serious sci fi thing about like yeah, you were maybe you were telling me this. I may maybe I was saying you should check it out. Or if you check it out before you listen to my last podcast with the oh, okay, my good. friends. Because of the spoiler but, um, alert situation. Yeah, that's a big spoiler. Spoiler, yeah. You spoil the crap yeah. out of it. But, uh, but, but you know, I mean the, I'm trying to think of comedians that made that leap from comedy. I mean, like Robin Williams is the only like sort of big one that comes to mind. I mean, you know, like Richard Pryor tried it, and he was a good actor, but he, you know, yeah, Robin Williams. Just, I mean, it, it, I well, think it's. I think once you get tagged as a comedy actor or actress, it. it, it I think it's more uh, of a business thing because I've right, a I'll, lot I'll, of. What's that? Sorry, I was interrupting you. That's no, no. Go ahead. I, you know, I'm, I don't know if you agree, but I, I think it's a tough thing. I think it's a tough business thing to go from comedy. Well, to if, you, if you look at Lisa Kudrow's current resume, the comeback and both uh, web therapy, she helped. She produced and wrote it. So like these are people nice. because once you've made a crap ton of money, which is what they did, they made a lot of money. They get freedom. If you're so inclined, you'd be like, now I want to do stuff that I want to do. And I think once she did the comeback and went, oh well, there's money here too. She's good. You know, they they kind of let her go with other, which is why I think they're all HBO. She must have a deal there. But anyway, yeah. but my other this does not count as one of my three or four. But I think the other actor in uh, Friends who's really good is David Schwimmer. Yeah, did you see him in The People versus O.J. Simpson, where he played oh, uh, I, I one of the lawyers? Oh, was he oh, in there? He's, yes, he's fantastic. Does he play Kardashian? Who does he play? Does, it, does he play Kardashian or he plays he plays the other, other one? Uh, yeah, he's fantastic, totally. Like, everything about that makes an actor good, he is in that role because he's so iconic as, like, the goober in Friends. This yeah. is not that. This is a very different like his body language is different everything about it is different so he's really good and then he also did early on i can't remember the name of the show i have to look it up where they did some i want to say it was for hbo too it was him and another guy this was also around the time of friends 
he was already famous. And it was about the guys who invented kind of breast implants, these two famous LA doctors. And he plays one of the no, two you're guys. You're not talking about Nip Tuck. No, that, that's... no, no, not Nip Tuck. No, that's no, no, no. This is this was an HBO. It was a movie, and it was about the two oh, guys. I remember the, seeing the trailers for that. He's one of the guys. A ago. He yeah, is yeah. like a totally different, just a different person. And I it think was I saw so, that. Yeah. Oh was, my god, they were so slimy because it's so good because they the story is that the two guys kind of invent. Uh, breast enhancement, plastic surgery. And then in 10 years, when they find out that you can't really use silicone in people's body, they reinvent themselves as the doctors that take it all out. Yes, and- yes. I think I saw, I think I caught like part of that on HBO. Wait here, but I, I do want to go from, from your Lisa Kudrow to, uh, to my next one. Um, is, you, you ready? Um, tell me if you know this actress, Alison Pill. Of course, I know Alison Pill. Okay, there you go. What do you, I, I love- here, I'll, I'll tell you where I, the first thing I saw her in was- where did you day, Decade ago, she was in. It's funny you saying Lisa Kudrow was in a web theory, uh, web therapy thing. The first thing I saw Alison Pillen was um, there was an HBO show like ten years ago called In Treatment. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. With, uh, no, I, rem- I remember, but I don't know that I saw it. But I remember and that was that. starring. I should have written his name down. That was starring the Kaiser, so you know David Byrne or something. David or? Byrne, yes, the Irish actor, yeah. and he plays a therapist. And what was great it was the, yeah. is that you had every you could watch you could. I don't know if they had a show every night or like, like they had a show for every that night of the week. I don't think they, you know, once a week they would have a show for a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and he would be with a different patient. So you could just pick one of the patients. It was an interesting yeah, concept. I remember. You could pick one. And I think I, I saw most of them, but I, the one with Allison Pill, and I think she was like a cancer victim who, who was, you know, also like suicidal. And it was just, uh, I just remember like, who is this actress? She, she blew me away. And then, I didn't see her in much else until um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, yes. You no, know, I don't I'm know. If we're going to say the same thing. She was in a. a uh, uh, and you're talking about someone going from comedy to serious. So this was going from serious to comedy. She was in Snowpiercer. Uh-huh. Did you see that? There's a the movie or the Snowpiercer movie? now, but no, this was the movie. She was in the movie. You know, everyone in that movie. I didn't recognize anybody. I didn't know she was in Snowpiercer. Did I like Snowpiercer. Movie. Yeah, I did. So, I like Snowpiercer it. was done by uh, Bong. Um, oh, the director, uh, Bong Joon Ho. Yes. He uh, you, you like how I, I, I let you say it because I would probably mangle it. And well, I had to look did, it up. He obviously it did it. Parasite, uh, yeah. which was the big hit last year that won everything. I actually I saw Snowpiercer again. I had my kids see it because uh, Snowpiercer on HBO, which is not very good. It's not good. They've turned it into a TV show. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm, I, I saw I one episode. It, no. And if you've seen the original, uh, the original uh, oh, Snowpiercer. The movie. the movie's but, so good. Such a good movie. I, I was so. feeling that. I don't know if you remember. She played this one character. She played a teacher who uh, is, is, you know, how like Snowpiercer, for those who don't know, it's a, about this, it's this insane comic book story about a train that goes around the world and a dystopian, they're like the only people left. And each train has a whole different like society kind of, and each car on the train. And they go through the school car and she's, and it's kind of like a fascist system and she's trying to defend it. And then she sees those rebels who are coming through and she pulls out a machine gun and she's just hysterical because <laughs> she's like this oh, really I, sweet I, bubbly I teacher. And then, yeah, look, just look, look the scene up because it's great. And then she was also in Devs, that thing that I was talking about with Nick Offerman. So um, again, that's not where I saw her. Wasn't she in the newsroom? That's where see, I first I didn't. I, everyone <laughs> keeps telling me to see newsroom. And I've never you like the newsroom? I've never, and I had HBO, and I have it again now because my kid's watching uh, his dark material. It has the rat-a-tat-tat of your of the way you speak and the way you think. I think. 
Well, it's, it's uh, who's the writer? It's the, the social network guy. Yeah, but it's also, that's the way they, it's not just uh, the one, um, it's not just the one guy, the entire, yeah, it has a very West Wing quality. But yeah, Alison yeah. Pillen is in it. She has a huge role, and it's not, it's uh, comedic because, because it's ridiculous. Their job as reporters is ludicrous, where they're like, let's go, you don't have a go bag? We're out of here, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I gotta go, I'm going to Afghanistan. When, you know, they're in the line at the Dunkin' Donuts. She's really good in that, too. Not, right. It's not a heavy duty. She's good she, She's a regular. Thought- Everyone keeps telling me to see oh, it's uh, good. Newsroom, and I've never seen it, and I have HBO again. I canceled it because um, I, I wasn't watching anything on it, and yeah. Bill Maher was doing his show from his yard, and, uh, and, and also Westworld season three was so depressing. I was like, I'm canceling HBO. Oh, I didn't see Westworld. I didn't. I mean, I, I saw the first one, and then the second one I thought was okay. And then the third, second, towards the end of the second one, I was like, I don't know what's happening. And yeah, I don't it, know it's, it's, it's. I moved on. Part. Yeah. Well, it, 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 yeah it's well, Westworld season one was great, but um, unlike Mr. Robot, which everyone says the same thing, everyone's like, season one was good, but Mr. Robot kind of got better. Anyway, but um, okay. anyway, so, so that's, that's my first one, Alison Pill. And really, those are the only three things I've seen her in. But every time I see her, she's amazing. And if you watch Devs with Nick Offerman, Check yeah, out sorry. If you like Alison Pill, she's she's not like the star. She's like the third biggest star in that show, but she's kind of a pivotal role. And I think I think you'd love her because she plays a really. She was on. I, the reason I know the name, I don't know why it's a name that's very like sticky, as they say. It reminds yeah. me, but she was. Pill. I saw her on a Broadway off Broadway play, and I want to say the other. Oh wow! The nice. other actress was. Was, was she good on stage? Was she great? She was yeah. fantastic. I think that's why when I saw her, in the, it was around that time because then I saw her in the newsroom. I was like, oh. No, she was already in the newsroom, and that's why I saw her name, and I was like, I'm going to go see this, because she's good. And the play was good. I can't even remember what it wasn't, like, life-changing. And, and I want to say the, the other actress was, um, oh, my God, the, Tony Soprano's wife. I want to say it was her. Oh, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Edie Falco. Edie Falco. Right. Not Eddie. Allison Pill, that's a good one. Yeah, she's, she's good. All right, so back to you. So, so, uh, All right, I'm going to give you. Keep them going. So here's my, you know, I have a whole methodology that I've developed in the last six, seven days um, about how to choose a underrated actor. And one, they have to be known because in order to be underrated, you have to have some kind of rating. Yeah, or you have to be rated. Right? <laughs> right? You have to be rated. Like you can't say underrated. Like I looked in, like I, I looked on the internet, it said 17 underrated child actors. And you're like, they're child actors. How, how yeah. much, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had a walk on Roland the Downey commercial and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I was in a background and I don't know. But anyway, I, I so think you, the best the best well, if we're gonna go into children, the best uh kid actor right now is in the show that my kid loves called um His Dark Materials. And she was also in one of those Oh movies. wow, yes, yes, yes. Is it the girl that stars? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. really good. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah, she's like I don't know who she is. Sorry. We'll we'll have to It'll be in the. I could scream, but my daughter's in the next room with her headphones, so I won't. I've heard about that, but that's like a based on a book, right? It's it is, and it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's. I've seen her in the trailer. I've seen that. I could do a whole. I've seen the trailer. Yes, she was in that one serious X Men film about the kid. It was like the one like hardly any superhero thing, and she's like a. Anyway, she's just a really good actor. British, of course. All the good. Oh my God! I cannot believe you said British, of course, because I thought underrated actors. We have to completely take out any British or Australians. Well, it's, it's funny because I think I picked three Americans. As far as I know, all three of mine are Americans. Mine are Americans, so, yeah. So go ahead. Let, let's, let's move on. So what's your, what's your second? Oh, so my second one is Sylvester Stallone. Now, 
So that's just a, clearly what? an American. Clearly not. Did not go to Shakespeare I, Academy. I rewatched. I was actually just in Philadelphia um, a couple of weeks ago, and they have a Rocky statue at the bottom of the Philadelphia Art uh-huh. Museum. I mean, it was uh, yeah. so iconic him that that there's an actual statue of him with his arms up, Rocky. Yeah. But I saw Rocky not resaw rewatched it the first one, and it really holds up. And you know, he wrote it. Yes. And he wrote the whole story, but when you watch it, you're like, wow, he's good. But my favorite movie of his, even though I do like him in all the other ridiculous, uh, not Terminator movies, but Rambo movies, and I, I like that. I don't like it now anymore. I, they're so super violent. But um, when he was in Copland, so James Mangold. Copland. I was trying Copland. to think of something I've seen him in that wasn't Rambo or and Rocky. And I think Copland may be the Copland. only thing. Maybe the well, I did some homework and I was like, wow, after Copland, when he was already a big star, um, because he became a star after his first movie kind of thing. And maybe that was his second, but you know, he was he was huge. Um, so the movie Copland, directed by James Mangold, but the supporting actors are Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, and Harvey Keitel. Basically the, the cast of uh, um, Goodfellas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a spoof so of that a little bit, wasn't it? Good. A little bit, but it was like a serious, it was, you know, dark. But he was so good where he gained a bunch of weight. Because, you know, he's known for being like really buff and yeah. super fit. He was very slow moving. I mean, I like characters who kind of get into it, but not in a way where he's unrecognizable. He was clearly him. But he plays, he doesn't play the lead, which is a big thing in these kinds of movie stars where, but you, you know what the director is going for because all the other guys are like super heavy hitters. But he was so good in Copland. It was so, I just remember crying. I mean, I saw it in the movie theater. I was like, oh my God, who knew that this guy was this cop where you were like, this is, it was, it was beautiful. So I was like, why doesn't he, he doesn't do, I've never seen him do, and then I haven't seen him do anything like it since, and I haven't seen everything, of course, and then everything is all um, spinoffs on the Rambo persona, and I think he's really funny and clever, and I like, I follow him on Instagram, and he's really hilarious, him and his brother. Is he? That's funny. But when I think of an actor, I'm like, why doesn't he do another Copland? Because he's got the money, he's got producing chops, he could, like... If he wanted to, he could do whatever. He was even good in Creed and all this, the Rocky spinoffs where he plays himself. Yeah. He was great because it was his, it was him, but much older. You know, so it was a totally different thing and kind of reminiscing and doing the kind of laconic jokes that Rocky did. He was great. So Sylvester Stallone is my underrated. And I wish he would do more that was outside of his wheelhouse. Well, it's interesting, and, and again, we were always talking about comedy. It's a serious. Uh, another one. Again, this is not from my list, but you're just making me think. If uh, uh, you're making me think of somebody, you know, who, who kind of goes out of their comfort zone, and suddenly they're really good. Uh, and we were talking about Michael Shannon, Lisa Kudrow, and now you're talking about um, uh, uh, St- so uh, Stallone. Sly. Uh, Sly. Um, Sly to his friends, Barney Sly. Well, it makes me think about um, uh, Adam. Uh, what's his name? Um, I'm, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, no, no, at, not Adam Driver. Adam Driver is great, but he's he's even when he plays the Darth Vader guy, I think he's kind of kind of it's kind of similar to all his parts. But um, no, um, <laughs> that's uh, a whole, that's a Adam topic. Sandler. Adam Sandler. I remember. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. He came across my, but he's yeah, he's not underrated anymore. 
No, no, not anymore. Especially after, yeah, that's it. I, no, I think I people, I think I picked people who haven't won Oscars yet. I'm not sure, uh, or at least yeah, no, nominated. he's he's been discovered as all package. But but I don't know if you ever saw um, uh, Punch Drunk Love, like which was over a decade ago, which was the Paul Thomas Anderson film where he kind of it was kind of comedic, but it was, it, but it was I heard about serious. It. And he's yeah, great. He was, I think he was better in that than um, the gems one. But um, anyway. Oh, I haven't seen Uncut Gems. Uncut yeah. Gems. Right, I so wanted now, to... now it's my turn again, right? So the right, second yeah. one on my list, and tell me if you know this guy. He's getting again. He's getting pretty well known. Uh, Jesse Plemons. Do you know who that is? I love Jesse Plemons. Isn't he amazing? Friday Night Lights. Did you ever see him when he was? No, in- is that? Oh what my he god, okay. it's heartbreaking. See, you think yeah. I'm, a, I'm a football fan? I'm avoiding the Jets right now to do this with you because the Jets suck. I recorded it. But- Friday Night Lights isn't a football. It's it's. Uh, I, know, I know that's that's like that's the. Oh, part. Friday Night. He's in it, and yeah. and he's got to be twenty. Be a kid. Yeah, a yeah. Kid, and you're like, and he's no movie star looks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. no like Kyle Chandler. And he is. I mean, that's what Friday Night Lights was known for. The acting and the stories. It was very... That's what everyone says. And then all of a sudden, he was in Coen Brothers and like Scorsese discovered him, right? Yeah, well, the first thing I saw him in was a thing called The Discovery, which was a weird little Netflix film. Never heard of it. Robert Redford, and I forget the uh, the young guy. It was a weird little sci-fi film. And he had a small part, and I was like, who is this like... And, you know, he kind of has a Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of vibe a little bit, right? I almost feel like he's getting those parts now because he's he's got the same kind of. Yeah, well, yes, he's different. I think story. he's different. But um, yeah. but you know, I saw him that, and then and then we saw him in this movie called Game Night. It came out a couple of years ago. I, I guess, oh, that's something where a serious great. actor. That's a good film. That was a fun. I heard it was really good. He, again, he was amazing in it. And uh, I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, Jesse and I most recently saw him. I'm actually in the middle of watching it. Is um the Charlie Kaufman thing that's on Netflix now? I'm sure you've seen the trailer. Um called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, did oh I- I've heard of that. Is it not? Oh, here it is. It's Discovery. I'm looking it up. Oh, yeah. Riley Keough. Oh, she's another one. Um, no, I haven't seen that, but I've heard of it. Yeah, The Discovery is pretty good. It's not a great movie, but he, that's worth saying for him. Um, I do – you said you saw Game Night? I didn't see Game Night or – maybe I saw parts, but is that with um, the other guy who used to be underrated but no longer, um, Ozark? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> I didn't see Ozark. I hear Ozark's amazing, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the, oh, well, if you um, like, Bateman, if you like Bateman. actors, but if you like actors and filmmaking, right? Well, Ozark. Ozark. Ozark has what's her name? She's also not underrated, but um, you know who, who's the wife in that? She's amazing. Um, oh, she's not. She's one of many. She, There's unknown people. The shot making is incredible. I mean, he won. Uh, what's his face? One. Jason Bateman won for Best Actor and for, I think, a Golden Globe. And when you see his reaction to when he wins, he's shocked. He's completely like his wife looks at him. They look at each other like, oh, my God. When you watch the filmmaking of Ozark, the camera, like when you yeah. see the love that they put into, you'll, you'll totally see it because you're an editor and you'll understand how much they put into each shot and, and what they're filming. It's almost like Breaking Bad where they had that quality where they were thinking leaps and bounds ahead. That's what Ozark is right, like. And then it's, another, it's another show that everyone's telling me to see. So that's going to be my next binge. It's good. It's I, good. I, it seems like our theme here is, even though, again, um, Bateman wasn't on our list, but he's another guy who's kind of more known for comedy. And Game Night is hysterical. But, um, and obviously he's known for, um, what's the big thing he's known for? You know, uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Uh, oh, yeah. so, <laughs> and then that's another thing where you see someone going from comedy to serious and, you know, pretty, pretty impressively. 
Agreed. Um, He's, yeah, Jesse Plemons. You saw the Jesse Plemons. <laughs> I've only seen him in a few things. He's in this new thing, and he's amazing. The the it's a weird movie. I, I haven't finished it, so I don't even know if I like the movie yet. But he's amazing in it. Um, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. And uh, I've heard seen him in. He was he was in um, he was in The Irishman. Like he had a small part. He was in The Irishman. Yeah. Like, can you imagine walking under that set? And it's truly it has to be from his age. You're like this would be his heroes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Scorsese directing, and you're like, and you, you come here because you're in it. You know what's Genius. great about his strange looks in the same way Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of had like not, you know, like know, my, my a- wife says, oh, he's not like Philip Seymour Hoffman, but I think they're similar I, in that I agree that they're really serious actors and they kind of have that that kind of uh, the the fact that they not only do they do they overcome the fact that they're not like Robert Redford or or Brad yeah. Pitt looking people, yeah. but but they um they actually use it to their advantage. And when you see actors like that, I think uh, another one on my list, I won't say it yet, it kind of <laughs> does that too, where, where and, and what, what's great about casting him in something like The Irishman is that he has a face that looks like it's from 1965. Really? That's what's so... He's got that, if you see photos of those that are like, he looks like those guys. I know, right? Not. They look like Depression era, like they lived through something. They lived through wars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not so like the millennials. next, before we, before our internet. Well, I wanted stuff. one more Jesse, Jesse Plemons was oh, yeah, Black yeah. Pat. Did you see that Black Mass? It's about um, white yes. gold. With uh, wait, was Johnny that Depp. With Johnny Depp? He was great in that. Yeah. yeah, that's another thug thing. Yeah. Oh my God, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. thug thing. Yeah. Now he's. Who did he play in that? Yeah, God, I forgot that he was in that. He was the FBI, one of the FBI guys, right? No. No, I think he's one of. Wasn't he one of the? I don't remember. And maybe he was. Oh, he was like one of the thugs guys. that's telling the story or something. Yes, in the flashbacks. Yeah, got, like dark hair. He looks totally different. God, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of those where you're like, right, what? Definitely. What's happening? Thanks yeah. for doing right. that. Um, that was, was it uh, my turn? It's your turn. The uh, last thing I'm going to say about that is that that was um, Johnny Depp's last like good role before his life went dead. I love Johnny Depp before he'll. You know, Johnny Depp's. He could come back. Yeah, we'll see. It depends on. You know, depends on what happened. His personal life messed up his. Yeah. And uh, but, he yeah. still got it. He Johnny Depp from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. From the get go, that guy was good. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're forgetting about. Uh, all right, I think we might have to cut out. Oh, Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. So. I love Twenty One, but he was he was beautiful in Twenty One Jump Street. That's was that, he's he's someone who used his like people like him and Brad Pitt used their good looks. To do something. And, and some yeah. get around it and still do great work. Whereas there's some people who, who just get famous from their good looks. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and stay there. So, and just stay pretty. So who's your next? All right. Your third. I have third two and on final, my but I, I third and final? Oh, you said you had a say I'm going to go. go I'm gonna, As a guest, you get to. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I got an extra? I got an extra. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, the second one is not good. I'm going to go with Mila Kunis. You know, from... Uh, Love her. Yeah. Um, from she got famous on the show, the that seventies show, right? And then, right? Are we talking right. about And then, uh, uh, what was the Black Swan? Black Swan with yeah. uh, again with, uh, with Natalie Natalie Portman. Portman. But yeah, Anytime I thought she was awesome in Black Swan. I thought she was great in Black Swan, but she was really, really. This is when I saw this. I, I, this one I didn't see in the movies because it was much after. So there's a movie with Jason Bateman and Mila Kunis called Extract, and it's about Jason Bateman works in a a scent factory. Okay. There's like a lot of shenanigans going around and he has to, and Mila Kunis plays his coworker who becomes his girlfriend. And you know, so you're like, it's just such a thankless role of a girlfriend, unless you end up being like the killer or something. It's like, ah, the girlfriend, she's so weirdly good and compelling and 
you're like, wow, who knew that the girlfriend role could be so elevated and amazing? And then you, you see some of her other stuff. And, you know, like she, I've seen her in interviews. She speaks Russian. She just kind of has this whole badass persona where I was like, yeah. I was like, she's got the goods. Well, she, anyway, when I saw her in Extract. Like we were saying before, she seems really, everything I've seen her in, she seems really, like she was in, uh, you know, whatever, the Wizard of Oz sequel with, with uh, Franco. And, um, again, it was oh, kind of like was? a thing role. But, like, she turned it into something like. She again, turned it it's, into it's, something. It's, it's like what you were saying about Lisa Kudrow. She's really smart. And, again, She's one of those, you know, she's obviously very attractive, like just superficially. Oh, I think she's very smart too. And that, like, that probably, they, she probably had to work hard to turn down, especially after um, the TV show, to turn down kind of dim bat yeah, roles. A, a hotsy totsy role because yeah. that's what she played there. But Or, or if, if she, or like you say, or if she's going to take a gir- quote unquote girlfriend role, it is, are they going to turn it into great. something else? And that, that's, yeah. that's a sign of, a, of an under, underrated actor, I think. Underrated. That fits my criteria of the last seven days, this um, system that I've developed, hashtag trademark. So is it, is it back to me then? Um, <laughs> it's back this, to you. This next one, you're going to say this doesn't count because this guy's not underrated anymore. But uh, Michael Shannon is my, my other, you know Michael Shannon. Do I know Michael Shannon? Michael, uh, am I saying his name right? It's, uh, you no, know, it's, I mean, his big thing was the... Um, I, have to, I can't think I, of his I name. I think he may have gotten a... Oh, yes, 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 of course. He's, uh, you know... Uh, He's everywhere and everyone, yes. Under, underwater thing, which I didn't actually see. What's the, the, the thing about the sea monster from a couple... Does he play the monster? No, he plays the... Uh, oh, the scientist, the friend? I don't the know. The scientist thing, but I didn't see it, so... Uh, this I guy's saw him in was yeah. a, a movie, uh, again, over 10 years ago. All my... All mine are from like 10 years ago. I said yeah, Jesse they have Clemens to be was... rated to be underrated. Right, right. Yeah, I, I saw them before. Um, but it was a Revolutionary Road with Kate Winslet. Ah, uh, yeah, that was and, good. And I, and I think, again, um, what's his name? Uh, um, Leonardo is in that too. And he plays, but Michael Shannon kind of plays kind of like a, a guy, like a stepson with a, you know, he has some kind of mental issues. And he's, I just huh. like, who the hell is this guy? And yeah, he's been in great little films. He's, he's been in Marvel films and stuff too. He was in this movie called 99 Homes with the British. Um, oh, I heard about that, but I didn't see it. He was with, yeah. It was with the British Spider-Man. Who's that guy? The guy who was in the social network as the, the number two guy. Uh, he's also underrated. I can't remember his name, but 99 Homes is all about like the- Justin Timberlake? No, I'm just no, kidding. Justin Timberlake is good. Right? A he's good a good actor. one, right? Oh, you're talking about underrated actors or people who okay. aren't really known as actors. All right, but that's a different podcast because that is about a guy who's the triple threat. So there was like, I don't know, like a, a guy who could sing, dance, act, like Justin Bateman. Or, or, or gender non, non-binary. <laughs> like, All right, um, right. Well, I'm just... Uh, but I'm, 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 with, I'm with you on... on yeah, t- he's, have you ever seen... It's just we're going to go off on it. It's okay. We can go off on tangents on Mr. Movie. It's your, it's your show, man. The, the Coen Brothers... Um, it's one of their underrated films. That's another one we could do is underrated films. Is uh, oh, that's very subjective. <laughs> Inside Lewis Davis. I didn't see it. I heard that was. I heard that was really good she though. Really he's a lot of good actors. Small part, and he's a he plays like a folk singer, and he's really singing with a guitar. It's hysterical, you know. Knowing really, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's worth seeing just to see Justin Timberlake sing. You know, but Michael Shannon's been nominated for an Oscar. He has, I know. So maybe, maybe, maybe I gotta but for Revolutionary Road. Lose a point. That's a- Right, exactly what you said. Revolutionary Road. He's nominated for an Oscar. Oh, I thought maybe that's supporting uh, role. Shape of Water is the other film. Shape of Water. I never saw that. 
Yeah, I didn't see it either. And I know it got all those accolades. But um, anyway, everything I see him in, he's always great. And uh, he's another one. He's got an interesting face, kind of like Jesse Plemons. Like, I seem to like, and Alison Pill is also, I mean, she's actually quite attractive, but I seem to be attracted to actors who don't look, you know, I like Brad Pitt and, and uh, like movie stars, yeah. And, and, me, and you know, I, I, I like good looking actors too. But like, t- to me, like, when they have a really interesting thing and they, they, they either use it to their advantage or overcome it. I always find that fascinating. So, um, all right. Yeah, so use, uh, I think you get the last one since you have one more, right? For good. Well, this would make me number four, but my fourth one this is the bonus, just, the bonus round. The bonus would be Donnie Wahlberg. So okay. Donnie Wahlberg, who I really have only ever seen in, in Blue Bloods, but I've watched, there's 200 episodes. So there's a lot of Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg, Wahlberg, not Mark Wahlberg. No, not Mark Wahlberg. I think Mark Wahlberg's great. I don't know Donnie Wahlberg except for the TV show. But um, and no, I've and that, caught he, a couple times. Isn't he? A, isn't his whole claim to fame is New Kids, right? New right. Kids on the Block. Yeah. Well, Marky Mark is famous because Donnie Wahlberg was famous first, and then uh, Mark Wahlberg, yeah, so AKA is- Marky Mark. You know, they're all like rappers and you know whatever. Back yeah, and Burger Burger Kings. They're, they're Burger Kings. Arnie. And then of course Paul Thomas Anderson made uh, made. Mark Wahlberg into a superstar. Um, oh, right in the um, Derek Diggler role. That one. Yeah, yeah. But so, so what else have you? What else is uh? His oh, hardly anything. Makes, makes yes, that's why he's on the bubble. But he was in Band of Brothers, the TV show, which I can imagine oh, okay. looked good. Like, I get it. But when I watch him in Blue Bloods, and mostly because I compare him to his brother, because I saw uh, Mark Wahlberg in the movie that came out just before COVID. We closed for COVID, and it was the one about. Um, the millionaire whose son is abducted in Italy and oh yeah 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 the story you know what I mean and I watched the entire movie in a movie theater and I was like this role could have been because Mark Wahlberg plays the cop yeah the security guy and I was thinking his brother could have done so much better for like half the money because I'm thinking like Mark Wahlberg's a huge movie star and all the money that it cost to put him in that movie and I was like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. a little harder but when I watched Donnie Wahlberg and I you know, part of it is binging. Part of it, I just like movies and actors. And you're just like, it's a, it's a cop type. Do you know what I mean? He plays a type on Blue Bloods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good at it. And he has some intense scenes. And it's not just like beating people up and chasing after bad guys. And there's tons and tons of that. But I was like, that guy has the chops. If somebody was, you know, I'm sure his brother gets chosen before he does because they're similar in a, in a lot of ways. Brother, but you think- again, his brother's a little... Like sexier, in a, I think in a sort of conventional way. Yeah, but you could judge this guy up to make him that. But when you watch him as an actor, you're like, impressive. Like maybe the brothers together, somebody would do something would be kind of epic. Not have they done something together? I wonder. Not that I know of. I don't know. Huh. But anyway, that's my that's my back pocket was Donnie Wahlberg. Um, that was awesome. Um, we're coming up on an hour with all our mess ups. It's probably only forty five minutes, but um, Excellent. that's more than people deserve. Yeah. That's that's uh, <laughs> it's more than necessary. Keep them waiting. Well, so uh, let's let's end it with the uh, pause. What are you watching now? What's 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 on your list? Do you have any recommendations? Yeah, the only thing I've been watching. Nation. No, I like I like really I watch kind of anything, and so and I uh, nobody likes. So your recommendation is just anything. Necess- no, no, I'm gonna tell you what it is, but nobody ever likes what I like. But you know, I like Barry Manilow and the Indigo Girls, so I'm kind of shameless about stuff. In terms of what I like, um, it. that's fine. Yeah, I do. I like. I like like Doc Martin. Have you ever seen that? It's a British show. It's been on for like eleven yeah. seasons. So other I don't people think I have. So what I've been watching and binge watching is Monk, 
You know that TV shares with Tony Shalhoub? I, I, I've never saw it. My mom was really into it. And then I got into Tony Shalhoub because I, I kind of got into, although I haven't seen season three, uh, Ms. the Maisel, Mrs. Maisel. Oh, he's so good. He's, I, I he's the best Yeah. He's 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 a he's, he's so I, different. I was an underrated. There's a great podcast on WTF. I don't know if he's underrated America. though. When you, yeah, maybe, but he's pretty like he's he right. won an Emmy and 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 in Mrs. Maisel's he's fantastic. But in this one, it's like nine seasons, which I never watched yeah. when it was what's on. What's the whole thing? He has OCD so, or something? What's the premise? So, so what happens is it's really like a tragic thing. He's a cop, right? And but he already had a little bit of OCD. But his wife is mysteriously killed in a car bomb. This is in the beginning. So it, oh so he, it, he regresses into a person who can't function. And it's about how his friends and basically he gets a therapist who helps him come out and help solve cases. This is kind of a, a, a really good cop. And it's just him. It's a lot of making jokes about his OCD, which also that series is not something that could be made now because people would just be like, you're making fun of him and that's outrageous and you're triggering me and, and all that Why, why aren't you hiring a real OCD person to play an OCD person? You know, that, that's, that it. The, yeah. that's it. But yeah. this one, you're like, wow, they really yeah. make fun of him. You know, even the opening is Randy Newman singing and it's him like being, he's afraid of everything, all things. And, and so that's the, that's really the whole story, but it goes to I'm, I'm curious if OCD people found it offensive or if they, they were like, wow, there's someone like us on TV. I, 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 I'm, I haven't seen the yeah, show, but yeah. if you're saying if it's as good as you say it is, even if it's kind of poking fun, well, it, it sounds it's, like it's not doing it in a mean-spirited way. It's not doing it like in a... No, but it's okay. not, you know, we live in a very hypersensitive world. That yeah. wouldn't pass the... I, I, I'm with you on that. that. That's a whole nother podcast. It's too much. But, <laughs> but as an actor, you're like, wow, he's really... Because I've seen him in many other things, and I was like, wow, he's good. And then in the TV show, his brother, who comes in and out, is um, oh, who's the other one who's equally, he looks like him, Tony Shalhoub, and John Turturro plays his oh, brother. Oh, Turturro plays his brother, wow. Well, it only comes in like every season. Turturro's and then the great. genius episode, and it's not fair to just watch this one episode because you'll, it messes up everything, is that um, Stanley Tucci comes in and plays an actor who wants to play him in a movie. <laughs> and it's how Stanley Tucci so becomes meta. so absorbed in being Mr. Monk, his last right. name is Monk, yep. that he kind of goes a little bit crazy. Oh, that's and great. And Tucci won an Emmy for being, for Best Supporting Role for that. And they take the piss out of Hollywood and Hollywood actors. Like the entire time, uh, Tony, Sh uh, what's his name? Um, who's the guy I just said? Uh, 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 um, who, who's playing Tony Shalhoub? Playing, yeah. Um, uh, um, Stanley Tucci. Stanley the entire Tucci. time, so this is the 90s, right? The early, early 2000s, the entire time he's like a Hollywood actor. He's wearing his glasses like down on his nose, his sunglasses. Uh -huh. So he's talking to you over that. So you're already like <laughs> asshole. And then he's, do you remember the trend where, people, where guys wore, um, they didn't button their shirts at the bottom? And they would be like a cufflink kind of shirt, but they would wear them long. And so every time he talks, they would flop around. And when I saw that, I was like, this is so is, good. Is Monk primarily a co comedy or is it kind it's of a comedy? Yeah. But it's a procedural. Every, procedural every, comedy, yeah. It's a procedural. Like every week is the same. The joke is always about Monk being terrified of everything. But, the, but when you watch it, because I've been watching it as a, and I haven't watched every single episode because it's a little bit like, yeah, I get it. But man, the acting on that, the actors, you're like, this is really good. And then they definitely progress from, there's like eight seasons or even nine. It's a lot. So they, the, the Do, character gets deeper. And if you like Tony Shalhoub, you should listen to um, 
Uh, WTF, Mark Maron has an interview with him, which is great. His history, you know, he has a theater history. So he's a real interesting guy. Yeah. Um, so, but so, so I'm your... going to end my podcast recommending people listen to a much more famous podcast. But um, <laughs> that's about right, Barney. That sounds but, uh, good. Annette, thank you for doing this. This was really fun. But wait, I have your, I've, I've been listening to your podcast. Isn't there an ending? Like I have, cause I have a new ending for you. You have a, is there something that we all I, 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 I'll do like a post thing that I do myself, but, um, oh, you no. mean, uh, we have like a tech talk, but that's usually what I'm talking no, about. What's something else that you asked your father-in-law and you said, Oh, we're going to. Oh, uh, uh, inside, inside film. In, that was it. Inside, inside film ball. I liked inside film ball. Well, uh, well, uh, you do you want to tell? Well, you are a producer, so you, you know the thing is, I'm mostly talking to people who kind of do similar. <laughs> oh, forget it. I'm just saying. Well, then I'll give you my two cents. I, for our next podcast, will be called Book or Movie. Oh, I like that. Let's 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 book. You like that hashtag. Yeah, we'll do that in a month. I got some good ones where I, I was like, who could make such an amazing movie out of this pile of garbage and Kindle? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, uh, what's the big one coming out now? soon is a Dune, which was a terrible oh, yeah. David Lynch film from the, from the 80s, right? Or was that early 90s? I can't remember. But um, All right. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go. Amazing. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. And uh, I'll, I'll, when I edit this together in about a year. <laughs> I that will, long? Uh, just will, cut out. So you can cut out huge swaths. No one will. Who will know? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Uh, all right. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much. I awesome. love it. Thanks. Bye, Annette. All right, that was my talk with Annette Suarez. I thought that was interesting. She definitely had some interesting choices. And uh, I think I did too for uh, underrated actors. As the son of an actor, you know, I always like giving actors their due. Um, In the lockdown, I don't know if you guys find this, but I find... Myself, you know, it's obviously about the writing and about the execution, but I find myself drawn more and more to actors on shows and movies I'm watching. Like Succession is like my favorite sort of, you know, you know, prime cable show. And I think the entire cast on that, Sarah Snook, um, uh, Culkin, what's his name? I didn't write it down. Um, Macaulay Culkin's brother, uh, Kieran Culkin. Um, and, it's, and, and I forget the name of the the main guy on the show and he just won an Emmy. It's just an amazing cast. Um, and just, you know, I think actors, you know, it's because we're all watching on small screens now because movie theaters are closed. Like the acting is, is kind of becoming front and center. So anyway, I thought that was a good talk we had. Um, please email me at Barney Barn Barn at gmail.com and click like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.